to co-op mode, round 47. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by the Canardian, Mark Carabin. How you doing, buddy? I am good. I'm very excited to talk video games. I'm excited to get back into it. We've got some great stuff to talk about today and a very special guest. So I'm always excited to talk to the Nintendo guru. Bobby, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing, man? Great. Did we did we leave our number? I couldn't remember how this happened. How did you get let back into the co-op mode? He yeah, co- I just <laughs> he literally just was like, "Hey, Mark reached out to me because he's like Todd back. doesn't really want you on, but <laughs> apparently he booked a guest and they backed out on us, so I need help." And I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm the mercy, I'm the mercy uh, guest." So. <laughs> no, we are happy to have Bobby. He's our uh-huh. friend. Yeah, he absolutely. is back and better than ever. Uh, he is, when he's not living on an island with his fanciful friends, uh, playing games with them. He is on YouTube. He's on Twitch. He's all over the place. He's having fun. Bobby will let, get to pitch your stuff at the end. But other than that, um, what have you been playing? What have you been playing, buddy? Man, I've been playing, okay, so obviously Animal Crossing, but we don't want to discuss that, right? We want to do something different. We want to do something fresh. I have dove into Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Started this last weekend. I'm about chapter four now, and I am in love with this game. So originally I picked this game up on the 3DS, put some, put a little bit of time into it, but I really wasn't digging the graphics too much. Like, it just felt kind of wonky and whatever. I appreciated what they were able to do by by all stretches of the imagination to be able to get to fit a Wii game on the 3DS. And then... Um, during the Wii U, they actually brought the Wii edition over to, um, you know, to the to the Wii U. And I bought that version and I started to play it and I got a little bit further than I did in the, uh, you know, in, in, in the 3DS version. But I was just like I was doing some other stuff. Actually, I was in, if I'm not mistaken, I actually just started going through the whole divorce thing. Hmm. So I stopped. I stopped playing. I tried to refocus life and all that stuff. And then. Picked it up because I saw Joy after work playing the special ed- or had bought the special edition of it. And I was like, oh, my God, let me see if it's available. And it was available on Amazon. So I bought the special edition, got that because I had the special edition of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And, uh, dude, this game is so good. It looks gorgeous. It really is a thing of beauty, man. It, the, the the music is amazing. I love the voice acting. I love the storyline. So far, it's it's one of those stories that just tugs at the heartstring, and it is so good, man. I love it. Isn't there like a famous voice actor in this game, or a couple, like I, stars who did this I, a long time? Did the voice acting originally? And maybe I don't know. I, I I couldn't even begin to tell you. I just know that Shulk is, you know, I didn't even know who Shulk was until Smash, and then you know I fell I fell in love with Shulk during Smash, and then this. Just was like, I got to try it. I got to give it a roll. So it's good stuff. How far are you in it now? Like how many hours-ish? Uh, probably hours-wise, I'm probably pushing 10, give or take. Because what I do is I play each night. I play about an hour each night. Right. Um, you know, like tonight I was waiting for dinner to finish. And I was just sitting there playing and had dinner. And I jumped in for a little bit more and, you know. I, I just jump in here and there a little bit as I can, but I, I, I'm, it, it's, it's a winner. Awesome. 
Yeah, it looks beautiful. Uh, and I know even people said they, com- they they liked the Wii version better than the 3DS. Mm-hmm. And they added, what, essentially an epilogue that's like 20 hours long? And they added a whole bunch to it. Like, basically, Mercy. like, yeah, some sort of amazing stuff. But storyline-wise, I mean, it is one of these stories that, like, just rips your heart out right in the get-go. And then it just, but it pulls you right in, like, hardcore. So it's it's good. So I found the the one of the voice actors who was in this, and it's Jenna Coleman, who actually was the companion to Doctor Who. So I knew there was someone oh, that, okay. that was in this, but they did the original voice acting in 2012, so she would have been very young. Hmm. That's awesome. One of those. So it, does it pull at your heartstrings the entire time? So is this like you know 200 hours of just? No, no. Like, I, <laughs> I don't get me wrong. Like it does. You know, like there's there's some really heartfelt moments in there's something major that happens right out the gates that like just really it's what sucks you right into the game it's very similar to, to if you did mess with or anybody that played xenoblade chronicles 2 you know the game you're playing along and you're like okay i get what you're doing here blah, blah, blah. and then all of a sudden man this moment happens and it's like oh wow like it just pulls you right into the game and then you're like okay let's go you know so it's it's really it's really cool cool yeah it looks beautiful um yeah. it's just it and my son's always looking for he's really into jrpgs he's really yeah. breaking out so i'm trying to think of things that he would really love this is one yeah. this is okay. one man. this is really really good jrpg kind of act the, the battle mechanics are very different where all the characters are kind of attacking and moving around the enemy at the same time but you can also kind of as you start to chain attacks together you start to link your attacks takes a little bit but i think a kid like logan would fall in love with the way the mechanics are and how how in depth they are they really are deep when you get into them so it's pretty cool how long of a game is that i think it's like 100 something hours yeah. yeah i wasn't really exaggerating like 200 hours yeah. like i don't think it's that much but i think it is yeah upwards yeah. of of 100 or more worth the money you get definitely get your money's worth of it for yeah, sure i was gonna say <laughs> a penny per hour mark you've been playing a couple of games and i can't I'll be honest, the first one, I don't know if this is one of the older games, one of the newer games, because they've made so many and I lose track. Well, uh, you're kind of right on both accounts. It is uh, a brand new game. So so I've been playing Shantae Revenge Director's Cut. I was lucky enough to get a code from our friends at WayForward. They're always really, really good to send stuff over uh, to let us check it out and give little reviews. Um, however... That doesn't make me speak highly about this game. I've loved this series for longer um, than than I've been podcasting for sure. And I actually played this game when it was re- originally released back in 2010 on the Nintendo DSi. So if you remember the DSi, it was like a DS, only had more... Uh, I think it had internal storage and it was like a DSi shop. So kind of a precursor to the eShop. And there were these little games. So this was one of them. Uh, and there were a few other really good games on the, the DSi shop. I wish they'd kind of bring that back in some capacity. But anyway, um, so this one was one of those. The director's cut just landed on uh, PS4, Xbox one no sorry xbox one switch and windows 10 i believe it will be hitting ps4 if it's not out already but anyway it's uh i've been playing it on switch it's great handheld on tv uh it looks just like it used to so they've cleaned up the graphics a bit 
I think because, you know, the DSi screen wasn't fantastic, but, uh, you know, it still has the sprite based. It's not like it's hand drawn like the newer games in the series. So it's a really cool throwback to uh, to how the series started. Now, there are some like HD character portraits. So you see the new art style along with the old. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've done other little under the hood improvements, but for the most part, this is like pixel perfect. You can actually do a few different modes of how to look at the game. So the default one, the one I've been playing with, um, either has black bars on the side or has like little artwork on the side. Like most of those kind of retro games do. Uh, you can also do stretched mode, which I think looks really bad. (laughs) I don't know. Like if you really want to stretch the game, but it looks like a normal stretch mode. So everything's just wide and wonky looking. Um, there's also a cool one that I, I use for a little bit, don't really love it, but it's cool to kind of see almost pixel perfect mode. And that kind of puts black bars all around the screen and you get this tiny little DSI screen on uh, on your Switch or whatever. So it's, it is kind of funny just to see like how much better screens are now and how much bigger and all that kind of stuff. But it, it's cool to see it uh, in that pixel perfect mode if you want to. So, um, so yeah, this is only 10 bucks. Like I said, it's a Nintendo switch, Xbox one, windows 10. It is out now at the time you're listening to it. If you are an old fan like me of this series, this is a great one that you might've missed. Cause I don't think the install based on DSI where was super good. So a lot of people probably missed this one. Um, if you've only played newer Shantae games, this might be a great way to go back. Cause like I said, there are some quality of life improvements, um, and you can still do the usual Shantae things like, uh, transforming into a monkey, elephant, mermaid, whatever, uh, meeting all the, the different clans. It, it plays surprisingly similar to a modern Shantae game. Uh, con- like I said, considering it came out uh, 10 years ago on the DS, um, it's it's really cool to see both how much this series has changed, but also how much has remained the same. So really cool. Pick it up for 10 bucks. And uh, once again, thank you, WayForward, for always being awesome for sending, uh, sending those codes. That's awesome. Uh, did you know that Limited Run Games, and I don't know if you ever watched their uh, E3 presentation or what we were calling it at the time, but they did a Limited Run Games version of the Game Boy Color Cart. Yes. That came out in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Limited Run has some really, really cool stuff. And I couldn't remember if there was a Limited Run for this game, like a physical release. I know this is digital yes. right now, so if you're I a physical is, kind of yeah, person... So- I think there is going to be one. Yeah. Um, So yeah, really, really, I don't know. I I love this series. Like I said, so it's like, I might be a bad person to talk to you about this, but like anytime I see something new for Shantae, I'm like, I need it, need to play it. Got to have it. Like what, what do you guys have any, any kind of history or do you like this series? I mean, it's okay. I think it's, I think it's a a quirky, not a quirky. That's a bad word for it. I think it's a cute, like a, a, a very well drawn, uh, platformer, mm-hmm. uh, but I just I don't know. Every time I've tried to play them, the games they just don't pull me in. But I I understand why people like them. I can see why they like them. I just don't feel like I'm the audience, the target audience for them. I just can't get roped into them for some reason. And I bought a couple. I bought when they a couple that came out on the Switch. I picked them up to give it a shot. But you know, it's just not for me. <laughs> right. 
Do you like? I know you. I know you like. uh, Sorry, Bobby. I know you like Metroid. Yeah. Do you usually get hooked with other Metroidvanias, or is Metroid kind of? Yeah. No, I I mean I typically get hooked into Metroidvanias. Um, You know, it it depends on what it is and 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 what. But usually I do. Yeah. I just I don't know what it is with this particular game. I don't know why. You know, I think the character is gorgeous. I think the character is so is drawn to perfection. Mm. It, it might be the characters in it overall. They they just seem real kid like to me. Yeah, they're and cute. I, they're yeah. cute. I yeah. we we talked about this on the show before. I think with the last game releasing, yeah. um, that especially like the cutscenes are so well done that yeah. I would love to see this as like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, and when you have cartoon ish characters like that yeah you know sometimes they're gonna rub people the wrong way and some people it's it's going to take a little bit more to get into uh for me i think part of it is that nostalgia part that i loved this series from when it came out right up till now um and it's the same way that i'll play other games that i'm like I don't know. I'm, I'm probably too old to be the target audience of this, but at the same time, I love it just because I do. Because yeah. uh, you know, I, I always have. Um, Todd, sorry, I, I cut you off there. Oh, that's okay. I, I actually um, really there's there's a couple of Shantae games I think of on the Xbox Game Pass. I think um, that, that there's one at least I think I tried there, and it was more of the the the, the pixel art. And I don't love the pixel art. I like the hand drawn, so I'm glad they've gone that. And actually, the last game I played on me my Wii U was Shantae Half Genie Hero. Beautiful game. Absolutely loved it. And I do want to play the new one that came out on Apple Arcade. I think I've got a couple of days left on my initial free trial that I want to try out um, because I think that's a, a perfect game for it. So that's really cool. I love WayForward. They keep and WayForward basically keeps doing horribly licensed games so they can keep going back to their own franchises. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. For uh, for every. Wow. What's the new the back? Ben 10. Was Something, it Ben 10? It's a, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. For for every one of those games that I, I don't super care for um we we get a, a shante and it, whether it's a re-release or a brand new game i'm happy to get as much shante as we can uh, we can handle so um and the last game like see and that's the thing like the last game came out right when finn was born so i played that a lot in the hospital and i was so happy about that game and then seeing this game it was like oh man he's you know he's almost five months old now it's been five months since i played a shante game so try to make him play time. He's too young, Mark. Sorry. Uh, no, you know what? He keeps getting frustrated. He's like, "What do you mean pixelated?" And he throws the controller. He's like, "Bring back the cartoon." So uh, he's a very angry drunk. Um, but uh, anyway, I gotta replace my pro controller now. Good lord. Good lord. <laughs> Love that kid. So very briefly, I've also been playing uh, a game called Spellbreak, which is uh, a battle royale game kind of Fortnite meets Harry Potter. You get magical spells. You can kind of fly uh, limited um, distances and, and this kind of stuff. So it's it's kind of cool where it, instead of guns, you get uh, powers, basically. So magical powers. So you can start off, you can pick one power, uh, fire, lightning, earth, water, whatever. Um, and then you can pick up another one. So it's basically left hand, right hand. And you can combine spells to make big explosions and different things. And the combinations are really cool and kind of uh, work into end game play. Uh, if anyone's been playing Fortnite with the Marvel stuff, Marvel Limited, uh, like the, the limited time mode, 
where you can get a power up. You'll also be maybe kind of familiar with how this game goes, uh, where you can get a power up as well. So you can do extended fly time, uh, invisibility mode, all this kind of stuff. Um, I've been playing this on switch, but I think it is available everywhere. Uh, and it looks, it looks and plays really, really nicely on, on switch. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just kind of want it like a little break from Fortnite and, uh, Another guest that we'll be having on in a little bit uh, recommended this game to me. So I said, you know what? It's free. I'm going to jump in and try it. And uh, have you played any Battle Royale game? I know you you were on Fortnite for a little Fortnite bit. Fortnite for a long time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you've dropped out to focus on Animal Crossing. Have you, yeah. have you dabbled in any of the others? I mean, Tetris 99 would be it, but not like actual fighting ones. Yeah. Um. I almost got the new one on Switch. Well, Spellbreak is a new one, I think. But then right, there was another Spellbreak new one. Spellbreak just hit, uh, and and Rogue Company is the other. That's it. Rogue Company is the other one that I was. Yeah. I was looking at, and I almost got it, but I I didn't. Pull it's the free now on. too. I think it went. Uh, yeah, I, I downloaded yeah. Rogue Company. Yeah. I haven't even started it up yet because yeah. I liked Spellbreak so much. I got yeah. both at the same time, and I've been like super hooked on Spellbreak. So yeah. it's it's pretty good. Yeah. See, I like the aesthetic. I like the 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 magic part because it looks neat. It's kind of a, mm. uh, and that looks really cool. And I've heard really some really good things about it. Um, people like the world they've created, so I think that's awesome. It doesn't seem like a very difficult game to pull off on Switch, which is great. So uh, it runs I, more, really more the merrier. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. it. It I was surprised because I like like I said last time. You know, I I sold my Xbox One X. Um, I've been trying to play a bit of Fortnite on PlayStation, but I just hate that bloody controller <laughs> so much. And so when it came to Spellbreak, I was like, you know what? Okay, well, I'm going to just try it on Switch and see how it runs. If it looks terrible and plays terrible, I'll, I'll buckle you know buckle down and play it on PlayStation. Um, but yeah, that's and, – and one of the reasons that I ordered the, uh, the Steel Series Arctis 1 that I was talking before we started recording is – to play these games on switch. Cause right now I don't have a switch headset unless I plug, excuse me, plug my headset in uh, handheld mode. And I don't want to play like that. I want to play docked on my big TV. Like just, you know, let me, let me do both. So this Arctic's Arctis one is going to allow me to do that. Um, so it'd be spell break Fortnite, whatever I can play on switch. Uh, it's it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good to hear that, man. Yeah. Um, try it out. Bit. Try it out for sure. I think I will. Uh, I'll awesome. give it a try. Uh, why not? I'm trying to look, you know, broaden my horizons, be a mature yep. gamer. You know, just step <laughs> out of my comfort zone. Yeah, you can do solos, duos, and squads. So we could team up and uh, and throw some some spells at people. Oh, I actually okay. won. Um, I won a duos match and I won one on my own. I really need to try the squad mode. I haven't jumped nice. into that too okay. much, but uh, okay. it's it's not too bad. Mark the play. Awesome, awesome. So uh, aside from in the future, trying out Spellbreak. Todd, what have you been dabbling into? I tell you guys, man, oh man. Uh, I, I like licensed games because, you know, occasionally they can be good, but most of the time they're horrible. Um, and I was really hopeful for this because we have not had, I mean, I'm, I'm a big G.I. Joe fan. Bobby, yeah, were you man. a big G.I. Joe fan? I love G.I. Joe. Man. I, there's no lie. There is a live stream on YouTube of G.I. Joe. It's on the Ooh. Hasbro channel. 24 hours, seven days a week, it plays in loop, 
and it's just episode after episode. The commercials are out, so it's just. And I literally go to bed to that every single night. <laughs> I turn it on on my phone, lay in bed, go to sleep to it, and I wake up to it. I love it, man. It's it's so good. That is fantastic. Yeah, I well. Just, I love the image of Bobby just like cuddled up in bed, like just like hugging his G.I. Joe bed sheets and like. Oh, I was going to say he's probably got just, got those left over from when he was a little baby Bobby. Yeah. 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 yeah like, uh, you know, squeezing his, his uh, Duke 12 inch action figure. <laughs> just got that all tucked in and just watching the little show. Like, yeah. It's so adorable. I love that. The point is, is I'm a fan, okay? Oh. <laughs> Bobby, I will make a recommendation. There is okay. a Netflix series called The Toys That Made Us. I watched it. Did I you watch it. it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. 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 Good, Bobby. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we have got GI Joe Operation Blackout that came out. It's on, I think, everything. Yeah. Um, and. I think this really is going back to the heart of uh, toys and, and ways to promote them. They just re-released or have released a new line of action figures that are six inches tall. I think it's called uh, the Black Series or something like that. They're pretty cool looking figures, but a lot of people are really into them. Charlie's hardcore into them. I'm not really. But this game is essentially to sell those toys, I think, because yeah. the models they use are exactly like the new toys, um, which they're pretty close to the original, so they, they aren't diverting too much. But man, oh man, I, I knew this game was going to be in trouble because it's done by Game Mill, which is the publisher, which you've never heard of, but they make crap licensed games. The developer is called Iguana, which has primarily made mobile games, and there was a post on PlayStation blog about this coming out. And I'm like, Oh, they sound like they're big fans. And I think they are fans of the series, which is cool. So if you like fan service, I think it'll be pretty happy. But the problem is, you know, trouble's happening when you go to cutscenes and it's those really bad, almost like comic book pages where there's mm-hmm. a little bit of animation, but not enough. Mm-hmm. There's dialogue, but they don't move their lips. And the it, it's, it's the voice actors aren't bad but it just feels like it's a little bit off and it's kind of like, man, oh man. And it's a $40 game. So I get it, but it's like, this is owned by a billion dollar company or whatever they're worth. It's like, guys, put a little money into this. Yeah. But they didn't, but this game feels like it should be like a mode or a part of uh, Fortnite. It really does because the way it plays, it's a, you love this. It's a, it's a multiplayer, local-only game. There's no online multiplayer, mm-hmm. which sucks. Because Especially this would be the perfect now. game to play. Yeah, it'd be the perfect game to play with Bobby or, you know, Charlie or something. Because Charlie Charlie actually bought this damn game. Oh, wow. And that he does it. Mercy. Come on. I know. And we could play together. But no, it's only local. Like, local, like the um, – and it's like – This is Otterman Empire all over again. Exactly. The, co- the campaign is not co-op. But these weird multiplayer modes are. And it's so – a big miss. Um, uh, that, uh, yeah, okay. Never mind. But, Go ahead. <laughs> but it's very fun. It like opens up Bobby on the U.S. flag. Okay. You see Sky Strikers. It's yes. really cool. You can play either as Storm Shadow or uh, Cobra Commander. You're basically invading the U.S. flag and you're trying to take it over. But the big gap is the enemies you're fighting all of these like robots rather than the actual Joes. Okay. A real Joe will show up every once in a while, like Duke shows up, and you take him out. And it's kind of like a fun little battle, but it, the controls aren't great. Uh, the, the weapons don't feel good, and it just feels like it's lacking, really lacking. So I, I, I really am sad, and, and for a long time, there was no reviews on Metacritic. There are now, and it's getting about a 58. 
So, mm. yeah. Right. That's, I mean, whatever. It you could, know what? It could be worse, but, but that's it's, not You know, great. kids would love this, I think, because yeah. it's fun enough. Yeah. Did you did you pay 40 bucks for it? Or no, you... this was a Gamefly, rent, Game, Gamefly rental, thankfully. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. But, well, you talk me out of it, Todd. Well, wait until it's like I, 20 bucks. Wait until it's like 20 bucks. <clears throat> there's, been a, there's been a couple of times where I've gone to the page, watched the trailers, looked at it, and was like, man, I just don't know enough about this game to pull the trigger on it. I think you talked me out of it. I think you mm-hmm. talked me out of it. You know, if it's free or if it's cheap... Black Friday. Yeah, that. yeah, maybe, yeah. Give maybe. it a try. It might, it might scratch that GI Joe itch you have, haven't really been able to um, go after. Yeah, we'll give it yeah. a shot. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. It's not, yeah, it's not like there's any other games that are readily available for this series. Like, there's, yeah, I don't. Can you, you know, yeah, there, there hasn't been a GI Joe game in a little while, right? So if, if that's an itch that you really need to scratch, like this will do it. And at least it's middling reviews and not like. Two. This is the worst yeah. thing since yeah right like so no. that's yeah so I mean if if you really have to like if if that's your your series would you still say it's kind of worthwhile at least renting checking out that kind of way or waiting till it really drops on sale or yeah I think so and I'm gonna probably try it again because I open up the next level and you play as Lady J and Roadblock and I want to see how they play and it, they they're supposedly have some unique characteristics and different classes so I'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I will say the last G.I. Joe officially released video game was G.I. Joe the movie based on the really bad movies. Oh, wow. So that's there on PS3 and Xbox 360. There's probably a Wii version, too. You want to check that out. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. If you can find it on – I think it's only PC, but there's a fan-made G.I. Joe game that looks like those classic Capcom – side-scrolling brawlers Ooh. and it is awesome i mean it's really cool the music they use right from the cartoon the characters look fantastic and it's fan-made it's just really fun if you can find it there's videos out there i'll, I'll send you guys the link I'll, I'll share that with the group later to show what the gameplay looks like it's it's a hoot so that's cool. there too yeah so that's what i've been playing i had some other games too but uh i will talk about those next week uh but we're going to talk about some new stories so uh this might be a trap so I gave Bobby a couple of options, and he picked one. I'm like, oh, crap. What are we going down? <laughs> so It's on, it's on Todd. Bobby, it's tell on. us about this story. So apparently Joe Biden um, and his, his campaign has added the Biden HQ into Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, their island has uh, pole booths, ice cream, and apparently no malarkey or something. That's what Joe Biden <laughs> says when you go up to him. Um, basically, the article – you know, to paraphrase some of it and saying with only 18 days left in the U.S. presidential election, Democrat candidate Joe Biden's campaign is launching a new virtual field office today for voters in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, we continually we we are continuing to reach out to voters across the country, wherever they are, including on Animal Crossing. Uh, Christian Todd, director of digital partnerships and the Biden Harris campaign, told The Verge in a statement. Uh, we are launching Biden HQ an entire island on the platform where supporters can further connect in the campaign. Um, back a few months ago, essentially, they also did like yard signs. They did like codes that you people could actually download yard signs and put them in. Um, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about this. And I just, I feel like I don't want this in my games. Like I play games to escape 
what's going on in the real world. The last thing I want to do is go to someone's island and there's political stuff all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, and it's what, regardless of what campaign we're talking at the moment, I just feel like this just is just begging to cause fights among mm. people. And there's already enough fighting going on in the animal crossing community with some underlying stuff that's going on. Um, but I just, I don't know, man, there's a lot of people that want social you know, justice in their video games and, and social issues in their video games. I'm not one of those people. I just want to play a game, get in, get away from the real world, you know, away from the news. And it's in our face 24 seven. I just want to go someplace and escape it. And that's how I feel. Um, it, I mean, even like when, when the new, when Spider-Man hit PS4, people were mad that Spider-Man was friends with the cops and stuff. And it's like, mm. Guys, like, can we not pull that reality into our games? Like, the whole idea with gaming is to escape reality, to -hmm. get away from what's going on in your 9 to 5. That's just my feeling and my take on it. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but, you know. Bobby, I think you should Pokemon Go and vote. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that one? That one where, like, a lead balloon back in the day. Yeah. I do have a question about this, though. I'm, 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 I'm a... Animal Crossing expert, of course, but sometimes <laughs> I miss some details. Mm-hmm. Um, so can people just go to yes. this island? Because yes, you're like a dream code, control? Right? You go like... via, no, you go via dream address, okay. and you can just show up at any time. Okay. And basically what happens is you set your island up the way you want, and then you go to a character named Luna. You go to – she gives you a bed. Luna gives you this bed. You go to lay in the bed. You'll go into a dream and then you can create a code. Essentially, what happened was the Biden campaign created this island the way they wanted to be, went to sleep. When they went to sleep and talked to Luna, they created a dream address, and then they just posted a dream address out there, and people are able to yeah. go whenever they want. So it's it's not like it's it's live. You're interacting with basically a, a reproduction yes. of an island they created. So it's not like there's other people living on this island or, or chatting in any way. You can just kind of see the island, see whatever messaging they either wrote on posters or on the ground or whatever. Like I will vote.com is one of the big things that you'll see in posters. Um, I, I take a slightly different approach than Bobby on this, but only slightly uh, in the case of another story that came up uh, this week that I, we, we won't really touch on, but it's the the non-skippable ads in uh, was it NBA NBA 2K the, yeah NBA 2K non-skippable ads in a paid game right right so so that kind of stuff if this was uh you know if you logged into Animal Crossing and they pitched this island in any way or pushed it on people in any way that would drive me crazy but because you can play Animal Crossing the way you want to and you can choose whether or not to go to this island or have this experience or whatever, uh, I, I can kind of forgive it because if you want to play like Bobby plays and it's it, it, like Bobby is very, uh, I'm going to say expert level Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. When I'm playing, it's a very different kind of approach to it. And, and listening to some of the guests, uh, who did you say? Kalina? Um, right. So Mm -hmm. you were talking to her and she's talking about spending hours and hours chasing certain villagers and Mm -hmm. doing certain things. And when 
it's it's funny where you said like you know you want Animal Crossing to be an escape because that to me the way she's playing sounds like a freaking chore. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I, I think, think like I think too, I think it's like grinding, respond. right? Though. Yeah, it's grindy. It's grindy. It's grindy, right? So it, when I'm playing Animal Crossing, I don't want that experience. So I kind of rather almost, and I'm not gonna go visit Joe Biden Island. I'm, you know, I'm Canadian. I'm not. I can't yeah. vote anyway. Whatever. Um, but you know, so like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm also not gonna do, you know, animal villager hunting or anything. So I play Animal Crossing very differently, and I think that's the core of Animal Crossing is you can kind of play how you want to, and them leaving this as you know what if you feel like it visit the dream island fine it's but the second they start to you know push that in people's faces is this that's that's when it starts to piss me off so i, I like that it, it is kind have, of here's the code so I think here's where i have the issue. this is where i have the issue with it um i have i mean obviously i'm i'm involved in the animal crossing community i have friends that are content creators in animal crossing uh there's one in particular chase crossing Pretty big YouTuber, has a lot of people. Um, he got his island pulled down by Nintendo because people re- were reporting his island based upon the fact that at one point when you walked up to Chase's character, it said sub to Chase. So Nintendo oh. pulled his island down and yanked it. Now, here's the, here's the issue. You have people like Greg Miller and Gary Witta that are promoting this, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it's... Whatever they're doing they, their thing. I, I, I do, are they paid for this or are they just doing it because they want? It? I know they're pro vote and get stuff like that. So well, I know Gary. I, I'm not sure. Both, both, you know, both. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? Because uh, Greg Miller came out supporting the campaign recently, and Gary mm-hmm. Witta has been so he, he's notorious for just blocking conservatives on on Twitter. Yeah. But that that neither here nor there. Where I have the issue is is. Here's something that's very similar to what Chase did, mm-hmm. and it's getting a free pass. Why? Because if Nintendo pulls this down, people are going to lose their minds. Right. And, right. and they, yeah, they put Nintendo in a no-win position where right. here it is. I could, Someone could come to my island, and if I have something that promotes my YouTube channel or promotes anything that I'm doing, mm-hmm. I get banned. But yet this is a blatant promotion – and it's okay. And that's, I think, where I kind of feel like it's not – like I have a little bit of an issue with it just from yeah. the idea of – it's not fair. It's not a fair playing field. You know yeah, what I mean? I'll it's agree different. with you on that one for sure. Yeah, I mean I just IWillVote.com. That's yeah. – if, if you can't put NintendoGuru.com on there, yeah. that's horseshit. 100%. I'm with you. And, and to I, be I, fair, let's be honest. If this was the other campaign – yeah. It would be yanked within five seconds. Yeah. I, I'm I'm curious how this fits because there's certain rules and regulations in the United States. Yeah. Like political calls can go to your house. Yeah, they're allowed to do that. You can try to block them, you can't. So I'm I'm just curious how this fits as a commercial thing because I think this is more like your friend got blocked probably because he's looking to make money, get subscribers, things like that. This is like not that i guess in a certain way it's it's free advertising in a in a way too so it's like i don't know what the rules are i mean have celebrities done the same thing i don't know i, I mean, i'm i'm really unclear about how this works playing, um they've been having concerts on their but, islands and things yeah, like that yeah gary witta has his own talk show right talk show, yeah. even yeah. within it so yeah. 
It seems I murky. Does Nintendo have, like, hard and fast rules? That's part of the yeah, problem, they, probably. they actually do. They do have things where you're not allowed to promote, you're not allowed to yeah. uh, push things like that. So, And that's where I it's weird to me. Like, yeah. where are the lines at? Where are they, they're they kind of blurred a little bit. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to... Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with you on that side. Uh, from quickly looking at this article, and I haven't gone to the site. Maybe I will later. Maybe I probably won't, honestly. Uh, but the I Will Vote website is from the Democratic National Committee. But from this article, it said it just provides voting information yeah. to people. Yeah. So I wonder if that's giving it a pass, like Todd said, where it's um, – you know, it, it it is just giving people information on how to vote, and maybe that gets a government like information information yeah. pass kind Brought of thing rather than yeah, right. And that's where it gets a little murky for sure. If this was just like you know, there's Joe Biden on one end of the island and Trump on the other end of the island, maybe it would. And you know, the the purpose of the island was just to go vote, no matter who you're voting for. Maybe that's a little bit better, but I, I do see your point, Bobby, where it is. It's kind of double standard. That's where, from, as a, from a content creator side of things, that's where I have the issue with it. Yeah. Right. If, if I had anything on my web, on my island, like I literally, this is no lie. Like when I created my island and I knew that people were losing their islands, mm-hmm. I literally went in and, and scrubbed my island and went through anything, like just searching it and looking like, is there anything off kilter here that can get yeah. me in trouble with Nintendo? Yeah. You know, Maybe. and. It'd be interesting to see if something, uh, something, let's say extralife.org made an island. Yeah. And they were promoting Extra Life. You know, is Nintendo going to take that down because it's a charity or are they going to, you know, leave it up because they're doing good or is it taking down because, you know, like they're, they're asking people for, for money and support and this and that and, and leading to different yeah. streamers? It's, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, it is there. such a, a bag of worms to open up, right? And like, it's weird because why would you go after a, a content creator? But they've also had like KFC have done, has done things. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's yeah, kind of weird, right? In Korea, yeah. they did KFC had its own thing, its yeah. store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's real weird, it's man. Weird. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do have a thought though, Bobby. Really, yeah. instead of those stupid town halls that they had, they should have just had a debate in the Animal Crossing. They should, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just think, it'd have been great. I would have loved it. I would have moderated. Tom I would have. Yeah, <laughs> Nook out there and. I'd have had real fun with that one. That'd be mm-hmm. great. Good, good I stuff. love it. They could have sounded like the Animal Crossing vi- villager peoples. Yeah, right. <laughs> like how they sound anyway. What's the difference? So we solved it. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I don't care one way or the other if it yeah. was in your face and, and Nintendo was promoting this and stuff like that. But it ultimately, was you had to kind of go search it out yourself. So in that way, yeah, yeah, I don't mind. You know, anybody can do whatever. You know, yeah. Bobby for uh, governor of New Jersey. No. Go vote. Oh. I'd move there just to vote for you, but <laughs> the Garden State. I love it. Yeah, at least that's one vote. So there you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. yeah, I don't think I could vote for you, Bobby, officially for Minnesota. That'd be like voter fraud. So, so I got one guy. I got one guy willing to move to New Jersey to vote for me, and you're not even willing to do the same. I'm ready to steal a boat and go down because I can't cross <laughs> the damn border with COVID. But like, come on. <laughs> exactly. We're just gonna move to Canada instead, Bobby. You know that. Exactly. Hey, yeah, yeah. You guys can come up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I'll bring all our American dollars and just live like kings. Oh, mercy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Mark. You've got the next story. Yeah. So Microsoft uh, is apparently trying to get xCloud on iOS no matter what 
So uh, I think last time we talked about uh, Amazon's Luna service. Yeah. Luna, yes. yes, there we go. Okay, got the name right. Thank goodness. Uh, too many streaming services, too little time. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, as soon as I heard that one's not coming to Canada, I tuned it out. So um, anyway, Xbox apparently trying to take a, a page out of their book and go through maybe a web app. Um, because as we've discussed, Apple and their app store rules are prohibiting game streaming services and basically trying to push people towards Apple Arcade. And it's a whole bunch of bullshit. And, uh, they said they are changing the rules, but the rule change basically amounted to nothing because you still had to have an individual app for every single game on the service, which was just. 200 simple apps, Mark. That's all it is. That's all. Um, Anyway, so apparently Microsoft is just going to bypass Apple's bullshit and uh, go through a web app, which I don't know the technical limitations on a web app, but it seems to be working for uh, Google Stadia. Last time I mentioned uh, a web browser that was specifically made for Stadia called Stadium Browser that's available on the iPad right now. So, uh, yeah, I haven't tried that one out yet, but I should. and, and even just get Stadia for a month to just see how it works or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know what that means for controller integration or if there's anything like that. But hopefully Microsoft can figure it out um, and, and they can just kind of get this working as quickly as possible, I guess. Uh, one exciting thing that just happened right before we started recording, um, Microsoft – has updated their Xbox app and they are allowing you to stream to your iPhone or your iPad. Off but it's console, console streaming. Console. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it is console. That is live right now. If you're listening to this, try it out. If you have an Xbox, sadly, I can't test this one out anymore, which no, you is can't, Mark. killing me right now. You're a trainer. You I, sold your yeah. Xbox. You're never going back. I really wish I could just even just try this out just to see how it, it, it works and see how it feels and, and whatever else. But, uh, yeah, apparently it's right in the app. Um, there, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, able to go over Wi-Fi, direct connection. Uh, you can turn the system on through the app and all that kind of stuff, access your full library, access your Xbox. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, apparently, yeah, you can uh, queue up games, view and stream your clips like normal and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they just added this to that app. So hopefully either Apple bends their rules a bit and just says, you know what? Fine, streaming services, you guys can come on here. Or Microsoft figures this out. Uh, like I said, if, if someone does have some experience with either Stadia or Luna or some kind of browser-based streaming service on an ipad or ios device please let us know i like i said i'll i'll try to maybe test one out uh if i get a chance and just kind of see how it works because i still have the xbox controller i have the ipad i'm ready to go Uh, i just need a test ground basically so uh we'll we'll keep uh keep a close eye on this one i know i'll be very very interested to see how this is going um so if there's any news you'll hear about it here but uh, that's basically the update for the day yeah, and it's neat because Stadia right now will run on a Chrome browser. That yeah. kind of works. And it was neat because we found out that the new Google TV, the Android device, which is actually pretty cool. It's neat mm-hmm. uh, that they added. 
it, it doesn't support Stadia from launch, but you can sideload it apparently by using the browser. So dumb. Super but no, it also works on that device. You can run uh, xCloud, X-Cloud. <laughs> off of that on your TV. I'm like, that is so weird. The world is strange. Did you guys see the guy running uh, Doom on his refrigerator through uh The Samsung refrigerator screen? Yeah. Very cool. Really? Yes. So cool. Xbox controller and a refrigerator with a, a screen built into it, and it's running some sort of Samsung OS or whatever. And yeah, he was able to load... Uh, xCloud on there and play freaking Doom on his fridge. So anytime I make fun that Doom is available on everything, including your toaster, I'm not that far off. And not the old Doom, but the new Doom. No, the yeah. new, like 2016 yeah. Doom. Yeah, like straight up just running on a freaking refrigerator. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Love it. I love it. It's great. I, I can't get it running on my $1,500 iPad Pro. Like, yeah. Jesus. Come on. <laughs> I love it. it. Comes- here comes the Sony Pony topic of the week. Let's go, Todd. Yeah. Well, we're going to take this in a very dignified fashion, Bobby. Oh, so I'm sure we are. Relax. <laughs> dignified <laughs> trash over here. Come on. Back and relax. Like we can try this. We got a Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. This I is great. This. I love this. Yeah, we'll so. Save the, save the worst for last. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. So PlayStation has <laughs> finally apparently woke up and said, oh, we're launching a console in a month. I guess you want to find out what's on it versus our Kickstarter that we haven't been telling you what's on it. So here it is, kids. And they're dripping it out. You know, thankfully, we didn't get another Wired article because that'd been awesome. But no, <laughs> this has come out the very weirdest way. It first came out with out of a sudden on the PlayStation blog. Here's a teardown of the PlayStation 5. And, gents, I'm trying to remember when official teardowns actually happen. I think someone mentioned it was the Xbox One X, I think, was the first official teardown. Is that true? I don't know. To me, what the hell? Why are we all of a sudden worried about tearing down a a piece of equipment? Like, why is that making such huge news to me? I don't know. I, I mean, never got like I, I I understand it after launch like I fix it or something yeah. tear you know they do great teardowns and it's yeah. you know they they they're like here's what's inside it because most companies won't tell you these guys doing it and I love how both companies did it and the both are like don't do this but here's yeah. how you do it you go yeah like don't Enjoy. this will avoid your warranty but here's all the instructions to do it yourself like Jesus it's Christ so I don't weird. care just show me playing some games or something that's yeah. the so thing weird. okay so that's the thing that I. I'm not to, to cut your, your momentum off, Todd, but this is the thing that has me, I guess, the most frustrated behind this is that, like, they're, I mean, they've been showing a bunch of games, but nothing seems to be console exclusive to either one. You know, they have a couple of games that, that are kind of me, like, the, the whole messaging has been so convoluted, mm-hmm. and you don't know what the hell's going on. I can honestly tell you that I have no idea what game is going to be on what console starting at launch. It's an exclusive. Like, it's just me- it's a mess. Well, Bobby, we yeah. will fill you in on the next episode because Mark and I are going to do a okay. launch special and walk through everything because my friend Sean and his, his son Henry has been waiting to hear about that. So we're going to talk okay. about that. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy. As of right now, I believe, finally, uh, Xbox series has finally shown a next-gen game and that's dirt 5 so they've been showing that which is great um and on playstation they showed the sack boy no it was the um astrobot yeah, game but you know, they showed sack boy too a little bit okay. for the ui, yeah, the UI. Uh, yep. thing did they with the, the yeah because they, they were showing off the ui and then they showed sack boy yeah. for how to do like the hint Mm-hmm. Uh, thing yeah. that's built into the UI and the something other whatever it was. Anyway, yep. Yeah. So uh, the PlayStation, they did the teardown. 
Um, we now know why this thing is, is the size of the Titanic. It's huge. <laughs> it's about 15 inches wide. It's about 15 inches long. Uh, the Xbox Series X is about uh-huh. 12. So this is the, now the official, the biggest console in the world. Maybe mm-hmm. the Neo Geo was bigger. I don't know. I don't care. I own the Atari 5200. The thing was so big, it had a holder for your controllers. So... <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, Japanese are no the Japanese people are no longer afraid of big consoles. Because remember, remember in Xbox, I am curious to see. Big. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious to see how both of these work in Japan, but especially like PlayStation. That's their home turf. Are they actually accepting, or is PlayStation just really screwing themselves here, releasing okay. this like you know massive? Khalifa Tower. I'm not going to lie. I really think that they are screwing themselves to to Nintendo. Like in Japan, I mean, Mm -hmm. like I think Nintendo is just going to continue to sell like gangbusters over there because, again, they're not really home. Like Japanese homes are small. They're Mm -hmm. not big. Their apartments are super small. It's like New York City, man. There is no way people are going to be buying these massive. Dude, they're bigger than your damn entertainment centers. Their homes aren't even big enough for their labo. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Mario Kart live maps yeah. are only like the size of a shoebox. Yeah. It just goes around in circles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really don't know. Japan just seems like a weird market. It just seems like yeah. consoles are kind of just on the way out there, and they kind of have been. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's a weird one. Um, you're going to have to find a place to store both of these consoles because they're going to put out a lot of heat. Um, so essentially, I don't know many uh, – my media center has an 8-inch gap. I don't know many 12- or 15-inch media centers that have that much of a gap. So you're going to probably go sideways, and then uh, hopefully yeah. it's big enough. Mine is fully open, so I don't have any problem at all. But some people have, like, IKEA cubes. Actually, yeah, neither are great. Installing like cooling units into yeah. their, mm-hmm. their, you know, actually putting cooling cooling units into their their entertainment centers to try to keep these things down. I think if I'm not mistaken, Alan Paxton. Alan, yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say, Alan just did a little did shout out to Alan. Yeah, put yeah. fans on the back so it draws out the heat, it's all that insane. stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. insane yeah. that we have to do that. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's, there are many PCs li- now. <laughs> there are many PCs. It's really yeah. crazy. Nintendo went, basically did mobile, so it's yeah. definitely a divide. Um, but you did see what Sony's doing to keep these things running cool and quiet. Huge fan and a huge heat sink with liquid metal, which is just crazy because I think then T2 is going to come out of that, or that, that Terminator that was liquid metal <laughs> is going to come out of that. This is how it starts, Bobby. The T-1000. world is coming to an end. T-1000. It was a T-1000, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Liquid metal. I, like my PlayStation now, my PlayStation 4, Sounds like a freaking rocket ship is getting ready to take off. Oh yeah, like, and they're and they're not small consoles. I know this thing is massive compared to it, but like, dude, how are these things going to sound when oh. you really get a game working on it? Well, they show apparently they they're, they're actually they're, they're whisper quiet, whisper apparently. quiet, quieter cool. than when well, they don't run that much hotter. Listen, actually, uh, my, they showed the Series X. It actually yeah. runs a little bit uh, lower decibels and actually uh, less uh, heat. Then the X1, one X, and the PS Pro, yeah, yeah. But that's but this is launch day, like this is brand new. Like, yeah. what's it going to be like in six months from now? Well, yeah, I'll tell you, they'll be one, easy to uh, to dust out. One that's system that is really loud is I had an Xbox 360, and I mm-hmm. thought the disc was going to launch out of that system. It was so loud, I'm like, this is ridiculous. So yeah. it come away. So I'll t- well, I'll take I, that. Mean, I think people said that when playing Last of Us too. 
if you didn't play it on a pro, it sounded like that. I can tell you this was getting yeah, ready to pop out of it. Pushing these systems. Yeah, it's pushing the yeah. system. I mean, yeah. The Fortnite loading menu makes my PS4 sound like it's going to take off. Like it's ridiculous. I mean, I think it's I think it's an interesting time that we're in when it comes to new hardware and all this stuff. Um, But I am just so perplexed by the whole handling of these. It was Mm. almost like, well, it was. It wasn't even like almost like it was. It was Xbox and PlayStation in this like. Basically, Wild Wild West, where two two you know two guys gunslingers are at the end of the roads and they're sitting there staring at each other to see who's going to shoot first. And it's like, and then one would kind of kind of shoot, but not really <laughs> shoot. And then the other one would kind of kind of shoot, but not shoot. It was like, dude, just show us what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's, it's weird because um, Xbox essentially duplicated what uh, PlayStation with the PS4 where they announced it at the very beginning of the year which was mm-hmm. the game you know game awards this time and they've essentially had a steady stream of information which worked well for a while but then they had some stumbles and then Sony just held back and like why isn't Sony coming out and Sony's like why would we come out early so people can just pick apart and do this we don't have to, like the switch I'm glad I mean look at the switch did they came out in three months they launched they, yeah. they announced and then they launched and it's like that's not a bad thing to do Mm-hmm. I've I've been on record to saying I've said this to Sean a couple times on a couple Joe and Nintendo. My feeling is is that both consoles should have just delayed, should have just pushed back. They're so gung ho on we have to be here during the holiday. But you mm-hmm. look at the success that Nintendo had launching in March with the Switch. It doesn't have to be in the holiday. And I think my personal feeling is is. Man, you have the perfect excuse with COVID. Just push back. Don't mm-hmm. be in a rush to put you because it's obvious that you're not ready. I mean, Xbox pushing Halo back shows you're not ready to launch. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why they're they're in this race to be the first to come out, and it's like not only that, like you can tell they're also not ready with the fact that pre-orders were blown out the doors <laughs> in, in in literal seconds. So that means there's no inventory here. I'm confused by this whole this whole year in terms of like normally when we have consoles that are getting ready to launch, the hype levels are through the roof because of the fact of like we're getting pumped with information, we know what's happening, we know when it's happening, we know we have an idea how many consoles are going to be there at launch. They didn't even talk about the number of consoles that'll be available for purchase. They said, oh, we'll have. They even said we'll have we'll have plenty during pre-orders. Man, well, if that was plenty during pre-orders, I'd hate to see what none are, because that was bad. So I'm, I mean, I, I hate this. I hate to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm beating up on both of these guys, but I really am confused by their strategies. I, it, it just blows me away. It's almost I like think, they're not launching a console. Yeah, I think we're in a different, I, I, an interesting position because we thought the last generation was long. This yeah. is just as long. It's seven years again, yeah. and it gets to a point where. Let's put it this way. People just lose interest with what's out there. So if they want something new to get excited, Switch didn't have the same issue because they were coming off the with you where people were like, didn't pay attention. They didn't know the hardcore into it and it spread and it was exciting. Yeah, but people were also counting Nintendo out. Absolutely. Yeah, they were like, hey, if this doesn't work, they're going third party. What's this NX? It's not going to work. And then when they said we're going to launch in March, people were like literally just trashing them. Like this is the dumbest thing in the world. You can't do that. And it's worked. You know what I mean? Like, they're killing yeah. it right now. So, well, I don't know. Th- that timing also gave them time to build into games, and then they could 
which was great in the fall. It, it, well, it did a lot of good things for Nintendo, and it made a lot I, of sense. I mean, to be fair, it's not even like PlayStation. Like, they stopped. They did something very similar to Nintendo. But then when it comes time to launch the console, there's no games. So it's like, what the hell have you been doing for the last year and a half? It yeah, it's... It just doesn't make sense to me. We know what Microsoft is doing. They're just buying up everybody under the sun. Absolutely. Get ready. So it's yeah. like, it's it's a strange, strange time, man. Yeah, you mm-hmm. definitely see the, the messaging. And actually, that's a good condition. I mean, basically, so we know what the system looks like now. You can open it up, put a new NVMe drive to add additional storage versus the original PlayStation, where you actually had to take out the drive. So you lost that initial storage and to put a new one in. So this way, it's additive. You just take off the sides. The sides are removable. And eventually I mean, I we'll probably that. get good look. We'll get good-looking PlayStations eventually. When, I, when yeah. I bought my when I bought my PS4, it was an Arkham Knight edition. I mm. literally didn't even turn it on until I went and bought a, a two. Yeah. I think I bought a two terabyte mm-hmm. uh, internal and installed a new hard drive in because I was just like, I, yeah. this, this hard drive. I think no I had just done that right, and yeah. I I think we I said you around direction. Time, yeah. we both yeah. did around the same time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, I yeah I did the same thing and and. I think I hooked the PlayStation hard drive into the casing of the other hard drive that I bought and then hooked that up to my Wii U. Yeah, I did if that too. If I'm not too. mistaken, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, an extra hard drive, put it in an enclosure, you're good to yeah, go. Exactly. I think that's what's in yeah. my – yeah, I think that's there too. So, yeah. um, But then we go to the next area, which is backwards compatibility. Uh, Microsoft, this has been their, their forte since 2015. Everything's moving forward. We're good to go. People are scared as crap with PlayStation. What's going to mean? Sometimes it was some, many. Now it's most – and now we know, like, eight games won't be coming, and the only game I'm sad about is Shadow Complex. Why isn't that getting ported? Who knows? I, yeah. My, my big question is, why have they been so sketchy about this? Like, if there's only eight games, why have they been so dodgy about this question? And letting Xbox be like, basically, like, Xbox this generation, if you remember the, hey, do you want to like trade games here you go this has had to do it on a playstation like xbox is sony's been handing them this generation's version of that which like xbox is like hey you want to play your old games you can play them doesn't matter like playstation this whole time has been like i don't know maybe man like i guess uh maybe you know like like, they just ultimately because ultimately they turned into nintendo you know, where they go like, hey, you know, where's where's virtual console? Maybe we'll have it. I don't know where it is. Maybe it'll be here. I don't know where it is. I don't you know, it's like this back and forth and back and forth thing where technically they should have come out the gates and been like, hey, we are going to have backwards compatibility. But the problem is they can't because it's not really backwards compatible. Mm. You know, it's kind of like. Well, it's kind of like the Nintendo thing. Like, oh, we're going to bring you Super Nintendo games. We're going to bring you five this month and mm. then one next month and then maybe two the month after that. Like, that's the way it feels like it's going to be with this. I, I Well, I, I know Microsoft put out there, like they said, we've put 200,000 hours into testing backwards compatibility. Yeah. This is Sony's first hurrah. This is the first system they've got that's x86 going to x86. So in a way, it makes sense. They don't want to stumble and say, mm-hmm. hey, everything's backwards. And then somebody plays G.I. Joe operation blackout <laughs> and it doesn't work or, or dies or something bad happens so i'm guessing yeah. they were just being conservative because they didn't want you know xbox fanboys saying look at sony blah 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 and i'm like and and i'm not a huge backwards compatible fan because I, I, I have so many old games that there's a reason probably why i didn't play the first game the first time mm. is because 
they weren't that interesting. So I'm always looking yeah. forward. Um, and and so at this instance, it's nice to have, but I'll be curious once again to see. I mean, the good thing about this gen, it sounds like Series X obviously will do things amazingly automatically to games at HDR, things like that. PlayStation will have boost mode. They've already talked about some of their, their hardcore games, like Ghost of Shima will now get upgraded to 60 FPS, blah, blah, blah. So overall, I'm excited because it's it just means that I no longer have to worry about what I'm leaving behind and can move mm-hmm. forward. It's great whether I play them or not. That's exactly it. I think if they had just come out from the start and said whatever number percentage or whatever of games like don't worry about it yes they're gonna work like we'll come up with a list of games that won't but it's going to be a very small list if they were just honest and outright with that from the start but i wonder if bobby is onto something maybe they were trying or thinking about something nintendo wise of like no we're gonna sell these games back to you or we're gonna you know like do a very nintendo thing and then xbox came out with like nah it's all free you can have this you can do this we're gonna up res this and hdr that and whatever and you know sony now is kind of left with like well Shoot, we have these games running, but we were gonna try to PlayStation now the hell out of this yeah. uh, back library. Like, I guess we got to change that tune. So, yeah. uh, I wonder if this was a last-minute scramble of like they had the games running, but they were trying to kind of nickel and dime people about how to get them to run, kind of like something Nintendo would do. Yeah. And uh, they they've seen everything with Xbox and they've heard the fans, and maybe they had to change their tune. So I don't know, Mark. Uh, I, I think if- does does this sound good? What is it? A two dollar upgrade fee, like they did on the Virtual Console to get on the Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, and that's, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Like, I really? wonder if PlayStation's yeah. like going that route, whether yeah. whether it is PlayStation Now or an upgrade fee or this or that or whatever. Um, I'm wondering if they had something like that in the works and they've had to scrap it. Uh, similar to less again, last gen, like Xbox having to scrap Connect and this and that because they just knew it wasn't going to work, right? Like. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Uh, I'd, I'd love to be in the backroom meetings of why this has taken so long. And I'm, I, the sense of me says Sony was trying to do something where they'd charge people for these, and now they well, can't. To be fair, too, I think the one the one key thing that nobody's really talking about is they also overturned a lot of their employees on the top. You know, right. and that all took place. So I wonder if the original direction would have been one way and then all of a sudden we got screwed and we had to figure out what we we're going to do to redirect. Mm-hmm. So it could be that too, where because of that hiccup, you don't have somebody like a Phil Spencer that's pushing the ball along and carrying the ball the whole time mm-hmm. you have, it starts off with Sean Layton and then it changes up very quickly yep. and it went a while without a president and they didn't know what the hell was going on. So yeah. it could be very, it could be very, you know, it could be like that. That's what went down. Yeah. yeah so uh, it's just something that we're happy to have. And um, and I do have PS Now, so I can still play PS2 games. I can play PS3 games. So essentially, except for the PS1, which they just need to do a virtual console for those mm-hmm. games. Because they know how to port those and emulate those because they done the PS Classic horribly. But yeah. they need to get there, too. Because they so look I'm amazing. hoping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of things that do look amazing, though, what do you guys think of the UI? I actually haven't seen it yet. Is there? Oh, you have. No, no. It's cool. It's really it neat. Cool? It, it's still, it looks very similar like them across media bar, but what they've done to, certainly they went to a series of cards. So essentially you've still got your games, but when you go into a game, you've got a variety of things you can do. And it's still got trophies, but what it's added is, a, is really interesting. They basically added game help, Bobby. So it tells you, essentially, if you've done something or you're trying to get towards something, it tells you how much time you'll have left 
to complete that task. And uh, it actually will have videos you can watch on how to do it if you want. Okay. And then within that also as well, if you're playing a game and you want to chat with your buddies, you can directly do it directly from any game. And not only that, if you want to, and you're playing, say you're playing the same game, and you're like, hey, can you tell me where you're at? Well, I don't have to tell you. I can actually show you. You can do your video in the PS thing. So you can yeah. see what your friend is doing. So like in Fortnite, Bobby, where the hell are you at? Show me. So he shows you where yeah. you're at, and you go to Picture it. in picture. That's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm watching it now. It's kind of cool. It's pretty spectacular. It looks spectacular for sure. My concern, again, with some of these things that PlayStation's doing, like the controller that I mentioned, that I love the, the haptic feedback buttons, and uh, I'm loving what they're doing with a lot of this stuff, like the game help. I'm wondering where third-party support will be. Obviously, first-party support, they're going to be pushing this on their internal studios. Is Call of Duty going to have picture-in-picture videos help through? Is you know Assassin's Creed going to have this? Is are all of these multi-platform big AAA games from third parties or even indie games going to take advantage of this, or is it going to be the same thing that we've been doing for a couple of generations of Hey, I'm stuck in this part. Let's look up a YouTube video of how to do it. Uh, I love the picture-in-picture. I'm just I'm worried it's not going to be utilized to its full extent because as it was displayed, it looks amazing. And I really hope that it is the same thing I said with the haptic triggers. Hope that studios take advantage of this and put in the extra dev time and all that kind of stuff. Um, But, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how it progresses. And, and I, I really hope that it, it does work. But again, that, that little devil's advocate side, I want to ask you guys, do you think devs will put in the extra time to take advantage of these figures nah. a year or two in? I think the tools nah. are there, though, so I don't think it's going to be a very difficult thing to do. I think mm-hmm. it's their screen saving. I think that's those are tools they've got to use, and it seems like that's a little bit of effort that, quite honestly, this is part of and this is part of your PS Plus subscription because it's online right. features and things like that. That's the other thing. I think there's some incentive to do it, but ultimately, I'm just glad it's there. If anybody doesn't yeah. use it, then fans can guess what can bitch and say do this. You should support this kind of like other features like an Xbox and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping again, I'm really hoping this takes off and I'm hoping it's, uh, it's something that Xbox can learn from. I think, I mean, Nintendo's almost a lost cause at this point with some of their online stuff. We're lucky that we can connect to the internet with their consoles. So I'm going to leave it at that. But, uh, you know, I think, I think Sony's doing some really, really cool stuff with the UI overall here. Yeah, it's it's really amazing to see just the different approaches. Xbox has been evolving the Xbox One to where it is now. They just got an upgrade. What you're basically the Xbox One and the yeah. Series X will be very similar. It's refined. It looks great, and it's very smooth and familiar. Yeah. Sony is kind of taking something that's kind of familiar, but doing a lot of other things to it that are kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. So yeah, I appreciate both approaches. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, but, you know, before we leave, because Bobby's got a hot date. We talked about this earlier. Uh, we want, you know, it's it's Halloween time. So very quickly, I want one Halloween or scary game memory. Go back as Ooh, far Bobby, as Bobby, go ahead. I mean, the only thing, the only really scary game I think I've ever played, and I don't really feel like it's a super scary game, so don't feel like this is the case. Uh, but probably Last of Us. Um, mm. You know, the first couple of times I played it, the clicker scared the hell out of me. Like, it just, uh, I remember playing the first time, 
couldn't really get a grasp on what the hell was going on. Just hearing the clicking around me was very creepy, and then getting attacked by them every time I made a sound. Like, it, they really, for the first quarter of that game, scared me immensely. You know, it wasn't until you get to the, to the tail end of the game that you start to like, go, like, I don't, I got nothing to worry about with these things. But, I mean, you do, but you don't. You kind of know your way around and how to take them out. But, like, in the early goings, man, when you hear them, and it's just like, oh, my God. These things are so just... You know, and if you if you played that game in the dark wearing headsets, like, oh my god, dude, you can hear them behind you, and it's it, it's creepy, man, it's creepy. But that was probably that's probably my, uh, but I love that game. That game is to me, uh, definitely in my top five of all time, probably my uh, my number two or number three game of all time, and I love it. I love it. Mark, what about you? Awesome. Uh, I have to go back to Resident Evil. Because, like, how can you not talk about scary games and not go back to Resident Evil? Specifically for me, my memories of Resident Evil go back to GameCube, the release there. Uh, they they up the graphics, they up the ante of everything, and it was my first time playing Resident Evil. And one of the first nights that I ever played Resident Evil uh, was during a thunderstorm. So Perfect. I'm home alone in the basement, which is where my bedroom was. Set up with my GameCube, it's you know the, it's the best of times, and uh, and I'm I'm starting up for whatever reason in the middle of this GD thunderstorm at night, uh, playing Resident Evil, and uh, I'm playing I'm going through and I'm like creeping through and I'm just like this is the dumbest thing I should be just be playing Smash Brothers let's just like why am I not watching a Disney movie right now and this freaking dog burst through the window and like just you know depends. Uh, that's all I can say. Just well, like, but that game was was just so atmospheric and creepy, and mm-hmm. has aged aged so well with the re-release, especially um, that it's you know when I think horror in video games, uh, that's the one. And like, I played PT that didn't scare me nearly as much as as resident evil did the first time playing when you don't know when those jump scares are the first time a zombie jumps up at you you know it's um yeah so good play seven mark no okay that would make you poop your pants (laughs) (laughs) because it also made me do it but i'm gonna go back to a game on the playstation one and this is a just a really creepy little japanese game called clock tower I don't know if you guys have seen this game. You yeah. need to watch a video of it. But you're basically, it's a really bad looking game. And you're this girl that's trying to survive. And the serial killer is trying to get you. And it's this little freaky dude with big old, like, hedge tripper, trimmers or whatever. Oh, yeah. And this horrible noise. That, yeah. It's horrible noise. And it sounds horrible and nasty. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so freaky. And you just pop out of the blue. And it would just <laughs> freak the crap out of me. And it didn't look that realistic at all. By all means, it's all polygons pointing and everything. Yeah, it's a but very man, PlayStation oh 1 looking game. Oh, it's so weird and strange. <laughs> it definitely looks creepy, though. Oh, it's so weird. But check that out, guys. I mean, there's lots of great memories. So if you have any cool Halloween memories of games, video games, dressing up as, as Halloween characters, let us know. And we can definitely recommend you other games as well to take out uh, when you are gaming this fall. Uh, maybe some Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. Let's see. Absolutely. I need to finish that game. Uh, Okay. Well, that is it for the show. Uh, But before we go, uh, Bobby, I think this is exciting for you, too, because you were part of this event last year. Phoenix Overdrive uh, Nation 
Uh, mm-hmm. Lee Navarro, a good friend of us, Ray Azorio, mm-hmm. uh, they've been doing this charity event for years for Extra Life, and they had people out last year. This is a big hit to them this year without COVID. They can't have people out, but they are still going strong, and we yeah. want to do our part to make sure people know about this charity. They're doing something pretty awesome. Uh, we'll share the link with everybody so you can access this, but they're giving away three consoles, yeah. PS5, Xbox Series X, and Switch Lite. Mm-hmm. 25 bucks to get you in a raffle. This yeah, is awesome. Um, all proceeds will be going to the Mohawk Valley Health System, a mm-hmm. children's miracle network hospital uh, through Extra Life. Um, obviously, uh, this is awesome. They announced the winner on December 13th. Hashtag rise above. Please support them. Yes. Yeah. Sean Head is, over uh, to phoenixoverdrive.com. Yeah, we're uh, Sean and I are, are helping the cause again this year. Um He's actually – I'm going to push people to his link rather than I having a link and him having a link. We're going to mm. push people to his link. The day of it, I'm going to jump in, stream some. He's going to stream some. We're going to play games together. But every time that I'm streaming, I'm just going to push everybody over to his link to try to get people to do it. He's got a bunch of giveaways um, from Steel Series and Xbox came through and gave him a bunch of stuff and – you know, I'm going to come through with some stuff and, and, and put it in there as well, but it's going to be pretty spectacular. And, you know, they do that team, that Phoenix overdrive team is like no other man. They are huge. They're massive. They got a crazy drive. Like they are just full of pumped up energy, man. It is amazing. So hopefully next year we can, we can do it like we did last year where we all get together and do it, which I would encourage both of you guys to get a part of that and come out. Somebody needs to help me out. I've never streamed before. Uh, If you just, Todd, you just come to the event and we will make it happen. If you remember, Bobby, I was so close to going down last year. Yeah. Yeah. And I had just gotten back from Disney, spent all my money in Disney world. We had just found out that Loren was pregnant. Yeah. And if it wasn't for, both of those kind of yeah. coming together. Like if it was just Disney, I, I was I, I was this close to going. Um, you know, if if I didn't just spend all that money and she just found out she, you know, I, I possibly would have but both of next those year, combined, I was like next year oh, if we can get if we can kick COVID's ass and get COVID out of here, next yeah. year when we do this big thing together, I I would love to have both of you guys there with us and it would be amazing, man. It was such a blast. Bobby, you won't be able to control yourself when you're around us. I know, man. I know. I went so far as to like map out the drive down there. Like I was going to drive down. Like I had the whole thing mapped out, ready to go. And I just, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it, but uh, I would absolutely love to. um, And I think it's amazing. And uh, like Phoenix overdrive is so cool because most people that participate in extra life, it's like they're podcasting or streaming and they participate in extra life. Phoenix overdrive wanted to do extra life and then everything else came after and they just do extra life yeah that's their primary just wild right like they're so so like charity minded it's 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 amazing yeah what i what i feel is most podcasters and streamers and stuff use it as a way to to prop up what they're doing right (laughs) It's, it's publicity these guys are totally different where the fact of like they only created the podcast that they do and all that stuff. It is a way to get it out there that they were doing something. That's it. Was it. A way to, yeah. promote, to, to promote the charity. Absolutely. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. They're, they're not doing And they only pop the, the podcast back up as it gets time to start doing yes. the push again. Like, I've never seen a group of people so, like, just give. Don't yeah. even think about it. They just want to give and help. It's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah I even if, let Lee on this podcast talk about PC. Yeah, He's a good guy. I, I love yeah. I love Lee. If uh, if you haven't heard uh, Sean's We the Gamer cast with uh, Rebecca yes. uh, Ruben Navarro, go check that out. I know Bobby's supposed to be pitching his stuff now, but I'm going to pitch Sean's because that was a great episode. They talk about Extra Life. Yep. They talk about the reasoning behind it. Now, Bobby, you can pitch your stuff. I can yeah. pitch my stuff? Okay. So yeah. you can check me out over at, uh, at Nintendo Gurus, over on Twitter, over on Instagram, as well as on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Gurus. Um, also, I have my YouTube channel, youtube.com uh, slash Nintendo Guru. Uh, I do videos man like four to four to five days a week um we're doing streaming like three to four times a week we do two or three different podcasts we do it's crazy we got all kinds of content coming out so it'd be awesome if uh you guys could just take a little gander just just pick a little piece off and take a look at it for sure the best in the biz when it comes to animal crossing check them out guys (laughs) absolutely absolutely um if you want to follow us you can follow us at co underscore op mode underscore pod or T Oxtra or at the underscore Canardian all on Twitter. Of course, you can follow the Secret Friends, uh, Secret Friends Unite Facebook group or Secret Friends page. And if you want your voice to be heard, whether it's a game review, some news or a, a scary Halloween game memory or something that you want to share with us, you can actually call in 872-225-2496 and leave us a three minute or less voicemail, which we can play on the show. Yeah, we've had some great reviews uh, for the podcast. We love it. Um, we've got a big, we've got a groupie, Mark, little Henry Nias. We're going to talk about the launch of the consoles because he wants to know everything. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And remember, it's always better to game together. The evil mother of with a knife? No, it sounds crazy, but it looks like they were killed with a giant pair of scissors. The giant scissors once again search for prey. A trail of terror stretches across the open from Norway to England. Here it is, the Barrow's Mansion. We have to go there and look around, or we'll never solve the mystery of scissormen. One after another, the horrifying murders continue. Who will make it through this game of murder alive? Clock Tower. PlayStation.